Welcome to podcast number 18. Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work in my office today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today. We're back and better than ever. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This is fun bringing you one every week. I I actually really enjoy doing the podcast once a week. If you guys enjoy our once a week podcast, uh, you know, we just switched to this format um, a few weeks ago. Let us know somehow. I was going to say on the comments, but we don't have YouTube anymore. (laughs) So you can't comment. Um, How do they let us know? You know what? Just... Tell us in person. Yes. Tell us in person. You can email me, Aaron at ignited.org. Lucas at ignited.org. Shoot us an email. Todd at Comcast.net. <laughs> we got a special guest on That's with right. Us today. What a way to introduce him. <laughs> Todd at Comcast.net. Just give out his email. Tom Todd at AOL. <laughs> <laughs> Todd at Hotmail. Hotmail. Uh, also Todd at Yahoo. Hey, Yahoo, yeah. You got to put all the all the different platforms Todd, out there. Todd at iCloud. Todd at iCloud. At iCloud. Yep. Todd at Gmail. These Gmail. none of these were taken. Could you imagine? <laughs> could you believe that he signed up for all these emails and just Todd was available for all of them? Yeah. Can you believe that? Wow. I got robbed. <laughs> you got robbed. You got lucky. I know. <laughs> Nobody gets their first name. Just their first name. Just Actually, their first we name. do. Lucas at ignite.org. That's true, but we have a customized email. We do. So it's it's different. It is different. And it's good to be back with everybody. And it's great to have Todd on the podcast with us today. And um, uh, uh, Todd did something quite, quite cool or ran into something quite cool over the weekend. Yeah. Right before we went live, he was telling us about what he did this weekend. And I was like, this needs to be on the podcast. Yeah. So we just started recording. Todd, tell our, our amazing audience what you ran into this weekend. I'll be my pleasure. So after church, my parents and I, we decided to walk the entire loop of Kensington Metro Park. And while we were there, there was a huge disc golf tournament at the Toboggan Runs in Kensington Park. There were people parked all along the road, all along the grass, everywhere. The parking lots were just packed with cars. It, it was a big deal. It was I, a big I, deal. And I was, telling, I was saying that Oh, I wish I would have known. I would have loved to like go and watch something like that. Uh, did you see any of those guys? Did you see any of them like start a drive or throw any discs? I did, but we passed by them in our car so quickly because I am interested in disc golf, but my parents, on the other hand, they not as not <laughs> as interested. So there was another <laughs> golfing tournament in Detroit over the weekend with the PGA Tour, the Rocket Mortgage. Yes. Uh, I, I've seen a lot of people posting about that on Instagram. Yep. And I told my wife, I said, I think next year I want to go to this. Yeah. Because I love golf so much. All forms of golf. Disc yeah. golf, real golf. That's about all the <laughs> forms of golf there are. Yep. Putt, putt, putt. I like putt, putt too. Yeah, you're actually you're really good at putt, putt too. I've, like, I've done putt, putt against you and been frustrated the entire time because uh, you whooped me. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, you beat me at pool today at lunch. That's true. I did beat you, but that's not golf. You? <laughs> no, it's not <laughs> golf. So there you go. And yep. oh man, I would love to go to that and see a, a professional disc golf 
they're tournament. they're so good. It's crazy because it because past like you and I disc golf a little bit, yeah. um, and uh, me maybe a little bit more than you. Uh, but I'm not. We're not that great. You know, no, no, um, not not at all. I wish I was better. <laughs> I wish I was. I wish I was a lot better. Um, and I've actually uh, disc golfed at that course that you were talking about, Todd. It's like a. It's kind of the pro course around here. So you have to pay a little bit more money to go to that one. It's not open to the public all the time. Um, but I got to go last year when it was open to the public. It is the most difficult course I've ever disc golfed on. It sounds difficult. It's hilly, right? It's very hilly. The drives are super long. Super long. I mean, there's multiple like. 600 feet holes. When it comes to disc golf, nothing is more discouraging than the big uphill throw. <laughs> what? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you got that big hill up in front of you and you give it all you got and it goes halfway up the hill. Half, halfway. Ooh, brutal. Another brutal. thing that, that's rough is that the downhill, the big downhill, because you thought you threw the disc nice and low. Uh-huh. And by the time it gets out, it's so high it just goes, you know, so far to the left. Or if you put a little bit too much hyzer or anhyzer on it, depending on where the pin is, it'll just kick yeah. to the right or to the left. It's a difficult course. <laughs> it's a very difficult course. I wonder what the, how the pros did on it. I, they probably did really good because they're a lot better than me and you. How do you find out about this stuff that there's a pro disc golf tournament happening at the park down your street? How do you find out about this stuff? I have no idea. We should. What we need to do is we need to bring in our other friend who is super into disc golf. Uh, Jason Allman. Yes. And and he would probably know. That's another podcast. <laughs> another one. You guys, we got to line up already. Yeah. We might have our next guest ready to go. <laughs> Jason Allman. And uh, so go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to ask ask Todd how the walk was because that's a pretty decent Ooh, yeah. loop. That's yeah. an eight-mile. That's an eight-mile loop. Did you guys run? Did you guys walk? We walked. Sprint. <laughs> we w- bear crawl. At some points, we felt like bear crawling on the hills. Some of those hills are... So steep, you know, heaving as we're walking up the hill. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. And that's, that's, I feel like that's saying a lot because Todd's a pretty good athlete. You were uh, in cross country all throughout high school. And I've actually seen you, I've ran into you when you were running that path a couple of times um, a few years oh. ago um, when I was there. I wasn't running the path though. I was just standing on the shore fishing. Oh man. Um, so yeah, I'm just standing there being lazy fishing and I see Todd, he's out there just running, <laughs> jogging. I'm yeah. like, man, he's in such good shape. He's a great athlete. He's doing I'm it. I'm just going to, I'm just going to keep fishing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, actually, it's funny that you mentioned running. Yeah. Cause that's kind of the topic of our podcast today. Yeah. Which I think is great because we, we do have Todd. This was not, uh, or this is kind of coincidence that Todd is here. Um, because Todd, you were, uh, you did run cross country. I did. I'm not lying, right? You no, yeah. ran cross country throughout high school. Yeah, cross country um, and track. Yeah, cross cross country and track. And so we happen today to be talking about running. Yeah, we are. We're talking about running. Let me read to you Hebrews chapter 12, verse one. It says, "Let us run with endurance, endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith." who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him endured such hostility, lest you become weary and discouraged. And, our, mm. and he had this race that was set before him. And all of us have a race that is, I guess you could say, set before us. Don't yeah. you think so? Oh, I absolutely think so. I think that God has called each and every one of us to a a divine calling. And I think that we are, he has a, uh, a path marked out and that it's, 
it's up to us whether we're going to decide to run it with endurance or not. Mm-hmm. And we got three points that we want to talk about, talk through a little bit, share some stories if we can about the idea of looking forward. Uh, I really want to set forth this idea of when it comes to your life, don't get stuck looking in the past. But that's right. Look forward, move forward, think about think about how we could improve, think about how we could get better. All these things looking looking forward. Yeah. There's a a reason that your windshield is bigger than your rearview mirror. Yep. Mm-hmm. I like that point. You know, and and you spend the majority of your time looking out your windshield. That's right. And you you take moments to glance to into glance your, in your in your rearview mirror. Yeah. You couldn't drive. Nope. Just staring out the rearview mirror. I like that point a lot. And the first really point we want to say, and we really, I would love to if we could, really like uh, keep it, keep it with the idea of a runner. Yeah, of a runner, and, and and I think all of us have run a race. Maybe it was just a quick sprint across the yard, just the other weekend. I made my kids line up and race me. Yeah, and did I, you and win? I, I won. Nice. I won. Absolutely That's dominated. Impressive. Absolutely imagine. dominated. Love that. And I was at a major disadvantage. I was running in my slides. Ooh. Oh, my Ooh. gosh. And I still demolished them. <laughs> wow. Babies. Dad brag right there. So we've all ran a race. I mean, <laughs> my four-year-old ran that race. So we have all know what it's like to run. You, you, and, and when I set the mark, you, okay, we're going to start here, but we're going to run to the shadow. Yeah. So they are looking forward, which is the, what we're talking about today, looking forward. And they're running this race. And so the first point that we want to talk through is how important is is it for a runner to make sure that they have, and so to speak, connected to the right power supply before the race starts. Yeah. So what I mean by that is this, like, like the night before, what are you eating? Right. How much rest are you getting as a runner? The day of the race, are you are you? What kind of foods are you eating before the race starts? Are you a big eater or a light eater? What are you doing to get your power supply up for the race ahead? Yeah, I would love to go to Todd on this because I didn't run cross country and track in high school. I did run lots of sprint races in my life and beat lots of people, lost a few. Um, but I would love to hear from Todd, who was actually a, an athlete in high school who who did running. What was that? Uh, pre-race routine what did that look like for you yeah you know the the day before in every meet which every meet would be on Tuesdays we would all you know after practice which would be a light practice you don't want to do a huge workout right before race day because you aren't you're going to be worn out from the day before you don't want to you know be running on empty on, on race day you want you know just kind of a maintenance run but then that evening we'd have a spaghetti dinner so we'd go to Holden's or we go to um a place around, you know, in Milford or in yeah. Highland where we, where we would get pasta like ravioli, spaghetti, stuff like that where, you know, people joke about carb loading. But, you know, it is important because, you know, if you if you intake carbs the, day, the night before, all the energy is now can be used the next day. Yeah. You can't really eat a huge plate of spaghetti the day of the race <laughs> or you will you will puke. It happened to me. Yeah, it happened to me. Yeah, I had my my junior year basketball tryouts okay. of high school and it was in the evening and for dinner my mom fed me a huge spaghetti dinner <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh no and when i came into the gym for the tryout he the coach had placed trash cans all over the gym and he said 
Those trash cans are there because most of you will be puking tonight. I lost my spaghetti dinner oh. in one of those trash cans. <laughs> yeah. And it was That's horrible. horrible. I hated that so much. <laughs> and so Todd is right. <laughs> you do not want to eat your spaghetti dinner right before the yeah. race. Oh, yeah. I, I remember there were some guys who – on race day, decided because they thought they were, you know, 16 and bulletproof. They thought their stomach was a solid steel trap. They would not puke. They ate a huge, you know, meal for lunch, huge meal for dinner. And right before the race, you know, they're just eating granola bars, all this stuff, and, you know, running the race. And, you know, they were much further ahead of me. And I just remember as I was running along, just start seeing chunks of, you know, Ew. granola bar here and there, oh. <laughs> a noodle here and there. Oh. <laughs> it, it was terrible. It was terrible. And I just remember passing them, like, I thought in my head, you should not have eaten that spaghetti, man. I'm just <laughs> telling you. Oh. you got, it's important to have, you know, the right power source when you're running, when you're doing anything in life. Because yeah. if you, you know, if you're doing the wrong thing, if you're preparing the wrong way, that could cost you in the future. You mm-hmm. could, if you, you know binge you know tv or you do different things in your life that don't add to you and don't lift Mm -hmm. you up you will find yourself metaphorically puking in Mm -hmm. life Mm -hmm. i love what you said there you said something really profound was that if you are not preparing beforehand it's it's going to set you up to fail in the future that Mm -hmm. is not quite exactly what you said but something like that if you don't prepare right now it's going to cost you in the future. I think that's what you said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really key. And I think that's really wise of you as a young man to be able to see that because a lot of people have, have honestly, possibly like, have trouble seeing that, Yeah. Um, especially when they're young. There was a really funny tweet that I read the other week. I love it. I love funny tweets. This was hilarious. It's this random guy. I don't know how he popped up on my Twitter. but Yeah, well, sometimes you just – Stuff yeah. pops up on your feed. It was a funny tweet, and I'm glad it did pop up. It said, I can't believe I can't sleep. When, I, when my bedtime routine is staring at my phone for 15 minutes before I go to sleep and all the world's issues, problems, concerns, and dramas <laughs> are downloaded into my brain. <laughs> I can't believe I can't I can't sleep. figure it out. Why can't I get a good night's sleep now? And the, the truth of the matter is that there is so many people out there who, right before they go to sleep, they open up their phone for 15 to 30 minutes and let all of the entire world's problems <laughs> yeah. come into their mind. Yep. Yeah. And then they try to rest, right? Yeah. We know it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we are almost addicted to this this self abusive lifestyles at times. Yeah. Yeah. And we can have bad habits that connect us to wrong power supplies. And there's reasons why we're anxious, sad, lonely, depressed. It's possibly because you're connected to the wrong power supply. Yeah. Yeah. And let's just say quickly, what are the power supplies we should be connecting to? The Bible. The Bible. (laughs) Worship. Yeah. Prayer. The Holy Uh, Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. uh, God-centered community. Yeah. Jesus. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. Hello. (laughs) Yeah. Like, right? Yeah. It, and but yet we still sometimes just decide not to, or decide we are gonna just be dumb for a bit, <laughs> mm-hmm. and we're gonna we're gonna we know it's wrong, we know we shouldn't do it, but I'm gonna focus over here for a bit, and we find ourselves joyless, yeah, and yeah. and, and dif- in difficult mindsets and patterns, and so that's number one, connecting to the connecting to the right 
power supply when it comes to being able to move forward, look forward, look ahead in life. Then the number one is, number two, I'm sorry, is get in the right location. Yeah. Now I wanna, I wanna talk about this. Obviously if you're a runner and you're running a race, you want to run the right race. You want to run the right <laughs> oh, yeah. spot, right? Yes. You know, yeah. have your cross country is interesting because you could get lost. Oh, yeah. There's some courses where you'd find kids, you just, they're all turned around. Yeah. They're supposed to be on mile two, but they all of a sudden are crossing the one mile for the third time. Like, what, you know, if they're not, you know, if they're not careful, they can get lost really easily in some courses. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> that is crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. And, and so we've got to be careful because we could be running this race and if we're not careful, we could be finding ourselves totally off course, trying really hard, and realizing, oh no, I've I've haven't made any, I haven't gained anything. I, I haven't, haven't, I haven't got to the right location. I'm not in the right yeah. location. I'm not doing the right thing. Yeah, I remember this is a really funny story. When my brother was younger, um, like three or four, um, he was obsessed and kind of still is um, with going fast. Um, uh, yeah, not kind of, he really is still obsessed with going fast. Anything that goes fast, he likes to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he, we would do these, these foot races and I was, um, six and a half years older than him. So I would always win. And so one time he's three and you're nine, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> his tiny legs moving really fast. He would, he would make up all these kinds of crazy rules, you know, like, uh, like I get a head start, mm-hmm. um, and there's no passing up. Um, which would mean that I couldn't pass him as yeah. I'm running. And so consequently he would win. But I remember this one time I ran ahead and I beat him. And then he kept running and ran to another spot. And then and said, I, that was the, yeah. And then he yeah. was like, this, <laughs> this was actually the finish line. That's that, classic. Wa- that wasn't yeah. the finish line. That's it was classic. This. Yeah. And uh, so that was, that was his way of winning. But, but you know, I was at the wrong location, man. that's a classic race technique isn't it oh absolutely (laughs) you made it to the original spot and they changed it on you mid-run but didn't tell you right exactly ran further up and they said no 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 this was where you were supposed to end up yes yeah that's that's exactly what happened the kids are the best (laughs) they're they're so fantastic there was a a revival down in florida this was like in the 90s this is the brownsville revival that's right Mm -hmm. and i find this interesting if you think about revivals some some tremendous move of God happening. It's happening within the walls of a very specific church. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to experience the revival, you had to get inside the church. Yep. It was revival truly is specific to a location mm-hmm. at times. Oh, yeah. And I think that's biblical. I think so, too. I think about in Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Spirit came down on the day of Pentecost. Mm. It was the people, the, the disciples, who were in the upper room. A specific spot within even the house. A speci- yeah. Right. A specific spot in the house, in a specific building in the city. And, I mean, the city was affected by it, but the only people who actually experienced that moment were the people in that specific room in that specific house. Mm-hmm. And when Jesus ascended, he told them, wait, wait until I send the Holy Spirit. Yep. And a church tradition says there's probably around 500 people on the hillside watched Jesus ascend and heard him say this. So we, got, we went from 500 to we know for sure that there was 120 in the upper room. That's right. So what happened to the 380? They went to the wrong spot. That they maybe they they quit, they walked away, they doubted, they got tired of waiting. But 120 found themselves 
prepared in the right location and experienced mm-hmm. outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon their lives. Yeah. And it's true for location. It's so true. Um, I remember when I was playing sports, you, you know, when you like in, I was playing little league baseball. Yeah. Many times, not one time, many times my parents would drive me to the wrong baseball field. <laughs> oh no. And it turns out that they don't let you just join random teams <laughs> to, <laughs> to play that day. Right. That you've got to find the right field with the right team at the right spot at the right time to get in the game. Right. It's yeah. true. But many people think that they maybe don't they, they don't really need to attend that service or they can skip church for a while or they can take long periods off and, and still f- – and still, you know, be involved, right? And, and 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 sense God's moving in the same way, but it doesn't really work that way. Yeah, and I think that this is something, Pastor Luke, that is really important. And what I don't want people to maybe think that we're saying is that, you know, if you miss one church service ever, you know, you're a heathen. Oh gosh! Um, <laughs> oh yeah, no way. Uh, but what I think is so important is a community is a constant community of people who are uplifting you, who are helping you get into the presence of God, being in a church community, I think is so important. That location of actually being there is so critical, at least in, in my opinion. Oh, well, yeah. That's a good opinion. <laughs> 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 it's true. Um, I, I, I was going to say this too. When our church used to send the youth to summer camp. Okay. That uh, was before I was even in youth. Yeah, it was. As a matter of fact, um, when I was in sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, I went to summer camp in Indiana. Okay. And then when I went into high school, we went on our first missions trip to Mexico, to Monterey, Mexico instead, and then never went back to summer camp, but continued every summer to do mission trips. Gotcha. Which is exactly how you guys have, were raised Yep. Uh, here at the church is going on missions. But before missions, we would take the teenagers to summer camp. Okay. And this one summer camp in particular, I don't I don't remember why, but my sister couldn't go. She was older than me and she couldn't go, but at summer camp there was a revival. Oh man. And everybody came back completely on fire for God. Wow. That's awesome. And That's my awesome. sister missed it. And out of that camp, um, the youth group Emerged here at church, yeah. For the really a group emerge of youth for the first time ever, and they were so on fire for God. They named the youth ministry Ignited. Wow, that's awesome. That's uh-huh. what it's still called today. That's what it's still called today. And it came out of that revival at summer camp. But my sister missed it, and she was so upset. She was actually really upset. She couldn't believe it. she was mad at herself. She was mad at my parents. I think they went on vacation instead. Okay. She and she was a little bit frustrated with with God, and so my dad told her, "You need to pray and ask God to fill you the same way He filled them." And thankfully, God did answer that prayer. That's and awesome. she was set on fire too, but she missed it wow. because she wasn't in the right location. And so there are truths here, spiritual truths here, to making sure that your physical body is in the right spot at the right time to yeah. experience a move of God, a, f- a relationship that'll push you forward. You can meet your spouse, mm-hmm. it being just being in the right location. Yeah. yeah, you really can. There's all these things to this, but this is a spiritual truth of looking forward. In order to move forward the right way, you got to be in the right location. You got to be in the right location. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it just reminds me of, you know, when I used to run cross country, I remember before every meet, they'd show you the course map and they want you to kind of memorize it, you know, know what to look out for. You know, when you're going to cross the one mile, this is what it's going to look like. When you cross the two mile, this is what it's going to look like. And it was really important, especially for the varsity runners, to know the course. Because yes, there's going to be a whole group around them, but if you know the course in advance and if you, you know, your, your mindset is to, you know, be in the right location at the right time, you can create a great pace that at the end of the race you get your desired time, right? And a lot, you know, I feel like when you're going into, when you want to get to the right location, you want to, you know, kind of know where you need to go, you know. Oh, yeah. Spiritually wise, you know, you know that in order to get to where you want to go, you might, you got to constantly be in church. And that could be on the on your course map to be in church, to go to different connect groups that we have at church. You know that that could be a great place to, where you can get on fire for the Lord and mm-hmm. you be in the right place at the right time to receive that, you know, the, that filling of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And having that course map in your mind and having the mindset that I want to be where the Lord is, well, you know he's going to be on that course. Yep. <laughs> and if you're if you're staying in pace with where he's at, you're going to experience him every single time. Every time you go to the church, every time you go to connect groups, every time you go to an outreach event, he's going to be with you as you go. But if you miss that, if you get distracted, you could miss that entire opportunity yeah. and regret it for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really good. Um, let's do the last one, and I have got a really funny story with this <laughs> last one. All right, I love it. I'm excited. So the the, ne- the third point here, and the last point is get the right timing. Get the right timing. And yeah. of course, if you're a runner, timing is so important. So important. And mm-hmm. I was at college, and every semester at college, you had to run a three mile race. Really, every semester. Yeah, you could walk it or run it, and you got an A, B, C, or D, or fail depending on your time. Okay. So if you signed up to walk it, you had to get you you couldn't walk it as slow as you wanted. You'd get you'd fail. Gotcha. You had to you had to speed walk. Like you had to really get moving. And if you were running it, it was crazy at the time. I looked I, I ran the I remember my freshman year, first semester I ran it. It was like I ran like twenty seven minutes. Three miles. Yeah. And I got a B. Wow. And I was like, a B? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, so the next semester, I was like, no, no, I'm getting an A. And I, I found out, like, you get like 20 minutes or something like that, 21 minutes and under, you get an A. Okay. So three seven-minute miles in a row. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I started – I trained a little bit for it. And I was like, I got to get an A. I want to get an A. It's like a personal competition. Yeah. So the, the race starts, and I, I'm off, and I'm pacing myself. It's all about the timing, Yeah. right? Yeah. And I have I – have, I know I have this reserve. I'm going to keep this reserve – of energy for the end, the last it's it's not a track that you run on it's like a cross country style 3 mile okay, race yeah. okay which goes along with the fact that Todd said earlier that some people get lost <laughs> yeah i <laughs> yeah. lost my timing on this race i come around what i thought was the last turn okay and i Kick it into super high gear. Yeah. Where I'm going from a jog to essentially a run. Yeah. I'm running. Running fast. And I realize I took off too soon. That I thought this was the last turn and there was four more turns. Oh, oh no. no. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> That's terrible. That's some, like, that'll throw off your timing a lot. Oh, and yeah. immediate when I realized the mistake I made, I was in my pace of it yeah and i thought to myself 
Oh no, what have I done? I've ruined my timing of this race, but I just decided that's it. I'm keeping it up. I'm going to finish at this pace. Bros, guys, <laughs> I crossed that finish line. I almost puked my guts out everywhere. As a matter of fact, Jen has a funny story because she saw me. She met me at the finish line. Okay. And I was green and pale and ignoring her because I was feeling like I was going to puke. Yeah. And she thought she actually got a little upset with me. She thought you were just like ignoring her. <laughs> she thought I was being rude. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, was like, no. I was about to lose my lunch. You know, I didn't want to see. I didn't want you to see me this way. Anyway, I finished it in 19 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. 19 <laughs> minutes. That's, That's a good time. That's yeah. a crazy good time. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a total accident. Yeah. All my timing was way off. And then I was like, no, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to finish like this because I'm stubborn like that. Uh-huh. I almost killed myself, guys. I almost killed myself. And timing is everything. Timing is everything. Absolutely. I've watched pastors and ministry leaders try to fit five years worth of ministry into two years. And they kill their, they kill their volunteer team because they run at such a fast pace. Yeah. Timing is everything. Mm-hmm. And I've seen ministry le- leaders go move too slow, lose momentum. Yeah. Lost their timing. Timing is everything. And, and when you're running this race in life, sometimes we can get ahead of God or we can't, or we don't keep up with God and we get frustrated with God. He's moving too slow with that. We might, whatever timing is so important when it comes to walking with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. And I was thinking about, uh, timing and, and running a race and everything like that. And recently uh, I was probably like two years ago or so now me and my brother, uh, decided to have a race again. And this time we're much were much more comparable athletic wise. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I think it was 2020 uh, when we decided to do this. And I was that summer, I was working out like crazy. I was in really good shape. And my brother was working out like crazy. He's a baseball player. He's an athlete. So he was running and sprinting. And so we decided to have this race. It was just a sprint. And we actually filmed the whole thing in slow motion on my cell phone mm-hmm. so that we could determine who is faster. It was, it was a big deal. But I remember being so worried about the the start time because i knew that charlie because he's a baseball player has a really fast takeoff uh like he can take off really fast mm-hmm. um, because that's something he practices mm-hmm. and so i was like i need to get a jump as soon as that whistle is blown i need to practice this and i'm gonna be honest guys he was much faster we watched the slow-mo tape he was much yeah. much faster than me on takeoff um, but I was able to actually pass them up right at the end and, and won the race. Yeah, you did. Um, but but it was no, all about never have him on the <laughs> podcast to defend himself. <laughs> never. Hey, it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> it's true. He, he's never gonna be a guest. Um, um, but but it was all about that that timing of man. If if I could have got even better at that explosive beginning, I would have won by a lot. Mm-hmm. But he was so much faster at because if you start half a second too late or you just skip a beat when that whistle goes off, mm-hmm. your whole race is thrown off. Yeah, it is. And oh, yeah. So the, the race we run, I love it when preachers say this race that we run with the Lord is a marathon. That's right. It's, it's not a marathon. A, it's not a, not a sprint. It's not a sprint. And so we must pace ourselves and get in time and on time with God. Mm-hmm. And I, I know for myself, I've gotten ahead of God, which gets fr- which get, you get frustrated when you try to get ahead of God. Yep. Um, I've gotten behind God, which then I've gotten that spiritual spanking. Yep. Hey, you're you're way behind. You know, uh, you you're, you're undisciplined. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're lazy. You're out of shape. 
You're way behind here. Come on, get up, get up here. Let's go. I'm moving. Come on. Yeah. I've been disciplined before. I've been sleepy to where I, I didn't want to move with God. I wanted to rest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got him tired. Yeah, I'm tired. God, I don't want to go anymore. You know, give me give me a couple years off. No. <laughs> Come on, Lord. No. But like you you're just God's timing is perfect and we need to get in time with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's so true. I just really quickly makes me think of the Israelites when they're moving through the desert um, and that pillar of cloud uh, by day and the pillar of fire by night is that was God's timing that moved through the desert and they had to follow that. And it says sometimes they stayed for half a day in one spot and sometimes it was for months hmm. and they didn't understand why. Yeah. And it would, would seem so pointless to them. But then if you really follow that journey that the Israelites took, you see that every single step God was working and God was moving and that he was orchestrating this perfect timing to eventually move that new generation into the promised land. Um, but it was all about following God's leading and not trying to do it on their own. Yeah, the, the cloud didn't follow them. Yeah. It even says at the beginning, right, when they got out, that the cloud went the long way around because God knew that the, the Israelites weren't ready for war yet. And if he took them through the land of the, I think I believe it was the Philistines. I could be wrong on that, though. If he took them through the land, there would be war, and they weren't ready for it. They weren't warriors. And so God had to take them the long way around, and it took a lot longer, but he was preparing them to be able to go in and conquer the land eventually. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. All right, we're, we're out of time. So sad. But I'm so glad Todd was with us. And, you know, I realized something. What did you realize? We Obviously, we... Todd's guest, but we didn't really give his resume. We didn't. I thought about that at the beginning. I was like, oh, we didn't give Todd his resume. We didn't give Todd's resume. We can give it right now. All right. Ty was, has grown up in the church. Well, how, how old were you when you started coming to Cornerstone? Oh, I think five. Okay. He's grown up in the church. He did two years of our internship program here. Oh, yeah. I'm a huge Todd fan. Oh, thank you. Appreciate and that. And he's going to continue to get his education. I know he wants to get some biblical studies going, right? Yeah. He's just, he, he's right now trying to decide which college to go to. Yep. And I, and so we've already had some conversations yeah. about that a little bit. He I've actually to, decided. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well you don't have to tell the, the audience unless you want to. I mean, we we'll talk about it later. We can uh, talk about it later. That's <laughs> fine. That's fine. Awesome. And, and he wants to pursue the ministry and he came up to the church today serving, helping us set up for a big event. Um, and so we want to have him on the podcast. Yeah. It's, my, it's been, it's been a pleasure. Good. Awesome. Would you would you come back if we asked you to come back? Absolutely. Oh wow. Praise the Lord. The girls give us such different responses. <laughs> really? Oh wow. yes. Oh yes. They're much more hesitant. Or way hesitant. They never commit. They don't commit to that. Wow. <laughs> Todd's confident though. He's like, Yeah, absolutely I come back. Praise <laughs> the Lord. We didn't scare him away. <laughs> we didn't scare him away. <laughs> he loves it. I love it. All right. Oh, it's been great to be with you, audience. We love you guys. We'll see you next time. Have a great day. Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work them off today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today.